the Small Queendom Podcast, episode 48. Welcome to the Small Queen of Podcast. This is the host, Leah Graham. I'm so delighted that you are here with me today. Here on the podcast, I jam on holistic personal development, wellness, and lifestyle topics. My goal is to help you move the needle in lots of the areas that make up your queendom. Be sure to click that subscribe button, and if you enjoy the episode, please share with a friend. Today is story time on the Small Queen of Podcast. I am going to tell you all about my home birth experience with my son, Peter. Never did I ever think I was going to be one of those people, you can't see the air quotes when I say those people, who uh, have decide to have a home birth, but hey, it was me. My first go around with Norday was very much in a traditional hospital setting. And uh, just to keep this podcast focused, I'm mostly going to talk about my home birth experience. I'm going to dive right into the story. And then maybe at the end, I'll have a little bit of question answering time because I'm sure that there will be some questions that come up. So our beautiful son, Peter, was born at home uh, at 1.11 a.m. on Wednesday, November 9th of 2016. He was 42 weeks and one day cooking approximately 8 pounds, 9 ounces, and 22 inches long. For those of you who do not know me in real life, I am barely all of 5 foot 1, and so that was a very long baby cooking in my belly. And I also want to point out that he was basically born on election night in America of 2016, and that, of course, was between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. So I like to say it was a boy. It was a boy for America. It was a boy for Peter. And I actually stood in line um, while I was voting that day and was experiencing contractions. So um, anyway, it, it just leads to kind of a, a, a kind of a crazy story. People always love it when I tell them that little tidbit. So anyway, the day of election, I was having contractions, but at this point, I'm 42 weeks. I've been having Braxton Hicks contractions for a month. Not that big of a deal, but they were pretty consistently at 15 to 20 minutes um, apart approximately. So that afternoon was my normal scheduled appointment with my midwife, and she actually decided to check and see what kind of progress I was doing down there. A little note, that was actually the first time that I'd ever had a vaginal check during the pregnancy, and for me, that was definitely a positive. Uh, point of all this. Uh, Sure enough, I was about 70% a face and I was at a three. So we laughed and I said, I think I'm going to be seeing you later. And she said, yes, I think you will. Now at this point, to give you some scope, after my water broke with Norday, it was 16 hours of labor um, and then two hours of pushing before I met her. So I'm thinking I'm going to have Peter, um, you know, sometime the next morning, you know, maybe around breakfast. Well, by about uh, 7 p.m., right after dinner, my contractions really had moved to a consistent about 10 minutes apart, and I was kind of having to breathe through them and pay attention. My mom actually came up and picked up Nora Day to keep her for me. Um, Around 10 p.m., they really started to get more intense, and they were skipping from like seven minutes to four minutes and back. Um, We called the midwife, and she said, okay, time them for about 30 more minutes, and then let me know. So we did that, and during that time, there was a really long contraction. Um, Adam was, you know, holding, uh, supporting me on my back, and I could feel the baby descend, and even like a subtle pop. There was no water or gushing, but I think that's because a baby's head was in the way. So um, my husband I called the midwife back, and I I didn't want him to call them. I, I thought, you know, we've got a long time. It's like 10 p.m. at this point. I'm thinking I've got like, you know, 12 more hours of this. 
Um, but anyway, so he called them and they started making their way uh, towards me. At this point, contractions, again, are really skipping around. It, you know, they're like seven minutes, four minutes, two minutes, six minutes, four minutes, you know, just kind of all over the place. Um, anyway, so we are in our bedroom. Adam has, we had this big like blow up pool in our, in our room and I decide to go take a shower in the meantime while we're waiting for the midwives to arrive. And so my midwife is uh, so, so highly experienced. She had, um, I think, over 15 or 16 years in the hospital setting in labor and delivery. She was a nurse practitioner. Then she decided to go and be a midwife to serve women at home in an alternative setting. And she's been doing that since the early 90s. So at this point, you know, we have a woman who's so highly capable and has 40 years of experience. And then she also has an additional midwife that assists her at birth. We were going to have a doula um, but something, uh, the person was going to be out of town. So that did not work out, but we had the two women and, uh, they were on their way. I took a really long shower at that time. We didn't have our tankless hot water heaters. So I used like all the hot water. So that causes a little bit of an issue with filling up the pool because we don't have enough hot water. I know, right? That was really, really smart thinking, but Hey, when you're in the middle of contractions and you need a hot shower, you're not thinking about anything else. So anyway, um, I'm contract. I'm contracting. I'm leaning over the bed. Um, I'm changing positions, but it's kind of hard to like get comfortable at all. I will say that um, at about 6 p.m., I have been using uh, spikenard essential oils on my ankles and on my abdomen, and it's a very strong uterine tonic. It's a great birth oil. Um, I also was using um, Melissa Rose uh, Balance and uh, Deep Blue kind of throughout the whole process, um, just for calming and emotional, and then also Deep Blue and Balance are great for. Uh, just pain management and just keeping calm. Um, so I started to feel kind of nauseous a little bit, but you know, nausea is kind of a default for me. I'm, you know, that's not that odd for that to happen. And then I also started to feel a little bit shaky. So at about 10 minutes past midnight, both of my midwives had arrived. Um, I was at this point, I was pretty steady, like two minutes apart from each uh, contraction sur surge, and they were getting pretty significant. Um, I will say the fun really started <laughs> when I basically threw up whatever I'd eaten for dinner or lunch um, over the course of like two major contractions. So my midwife was like, okay, let's check you. It was 1220 and I was 100% effaced and I was at a four. So um, it was kind of difficult to move at that point. Not long after this, I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. Um, so I kind of felt this urge to go to the bathroom kind of throughout this process as well. And I just remember my midwife telling me, okay, this is going to make things a little more intense. But, you know, I was like, well, I have to go. You know, I can't stand here. So I make my way to the bathroom. And I'm thinking, again, at this point, it's midnight. I'm thinking I have hours to go. I'm thinking I have like eight or ten more hours of this, right? Um, I will note that my first uh, birth with uh, Nora Day, I was, I did have an epidural halfway through. And so, um, so for, for me, again, I'm thinking that I'm doing this all natural and I have like these hours to go. And so uh, my midwife comes in and she's, you know, comforting me and just kind of, you know, I'm right there um, sitting on the toilet and I'm like, am I doing okay? And she says, you're doing so wonderfully and your baby's going to be here soon. But of course that didn't like connect and like literally moments after she said that, boom, I have this huge contraction. It was like next level. I thought the baby was coming out right then. So obviously that is 
the moment of transition. Um, and throughout this, I've been trying to have like kind of low hums. And when you're like humming low, like mm, those low hums in your diaphragm literally cause like relaxation throughout your muscles, throughout your whole body. So that's why they tell you to like hum low and breathe really low. But that vocalization oh, was not low. So the ladies, they're right there with me. And they're like, okay, Leo, we need to uh, we need to get you to the bed. Because at this point, the pool was not ready. And it was like not even half full. And it wasn't that warm because I'd used all the hot water. And she's like, Leah, your body is pushing the baby out. So let's get you to your bed. <laughs> and all I remember, because at this point, you start to kind of, you know, lose... Uh, you're just kind of like in that la-la land of birth. And I just remember saying, I can't move. So I'm sitting on the toilet. Um, so Adam literally comes in and like deadlifts me, puts his arms under my shoulders and like carries me to the bed. This all sounds dramatic. It really wasn't. <laughs> so he, I get on the bed and I just kind of land on my hands and knees. Um, of course, with Norday, I was like on my back, you know, with my legs pulled up. That was horrible. Uh, but on this, with this birth, I was on my hands and knees. I felt that just felt like where my body wanted to be. And so I could feel like the contractions taking over and like my body like pushing the baby like on its own. I wasn't even pushing. And so then we kind of got situated. You know, Adam was at my face and the ladies, you know, were attending down there and they were like, okay, Leah, it's time for you to push. <laughs> and I just remember like not pushing. There's a time in birth when you get to this point between a rock and a hard place and there is literally, you think you can't go, obviously can't go back. You think you can't go forward and you just think that you're stuck. And I was right there. They're like, push Leah. I was not pushing. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's this moment of surrender where you just have to surrender and just keep going. You can do it. Um, I want to note that I did not feel, I was not afraid at all um, at this point. It was also, it was very intense, and you know, being in transition, starting to push. Um, but I was not afraid at all. And that was such a, a big uh, shift from my first experience with Norday. I'm pushing, I'm, I'm pushing with the contractions. And I'm just like, I can't even verbalize um, anything. I think I said something like, I can't do this. I think I just kind of squeaked that out. And Adam and the midwives were like, yes, you are. It was like a cheerleading squad. They were awesome. And then I just remember like, I couldn't get a grip on like where my mind was. Like I, I was, I was not feeling grounded. I was just kind of feeling like really spacey. Obviously that's probably a normal feeling. And so I like squeaked out to Adam. I was like, orange and balance. Those are some of my favorite oils. So he grabbed the oils and like put them under my nose and I like took a breath and I pushed and I got the baby's head out and the midwives were like long dark hair so at this point you know I had no idea if I was having a boy or a girl and um, Norday didn't have hardly any hair so it was just like that huge encouragement and so we just kind of like waited I took a, I took a breath I was like I I, I think I said again I can't do this and they're like yes you can you can do it and it almost felt like my inner voice was like really, really far away. It almost kind of felt like an out-of-body experience. And again, somehow I muttered to Adam, I was like, peppermint. <laughs> he grabs the peppermint. He puts it under my nose. Of course, it's a very clearing and focusing oil. It's like I literally got my breath from that peppermint. It was like I got my brain enough too. And I did that one last push, pushed baby out. And Adam got to exclaim that nine-month question 
that we all had. What is it? What is it? And he goes, it's a boy. I just remember, you know, Adam being so happy. I can remember like crying. I think it was probably like, oh, you know, I was just kind of crying, kind of wailing, probably more like it. And we got me turned around and kind of settled. Um, and I just held sweet baby Peter and his eyes were just, they were wide open. They he was so calm. Of course he cried at first and, but then he got really calm and he was just like really alert looking around and he was, um, just right there in my arms after all, all of that work. Um, it was just, it was really, really wonderful. Of course, then, um, one thing people don't tell you about birth is after you birth the baby, then you have to birth the placenta. So I did that as well. And that took, you know, just like a, a good push. Um, and then uh, I apparently I have really big placentas and uh, it was really healthy. Even being 42 weeks, they said it, it still looked great. It was all intact. I didn't have any trouble with hemorrhage or breathe, uh, bleeding. Of course, uh, the midwives had so uh, much gear. We have a pretty wide uh, dresser, and it was just, like, full of all of their items just, like, carefully laid out if things did, you know, take a turn or whatever. Of course, thankfully, I'm so thankful that we were blessed with an incredible birth. Nothing went went bad at all. I was able to hold Peter, um, like, nurse him right away, and then kind of clean me up. I only had uh, two very, very, very small tears, um, and that is really honestly because it was 15 minutes of pushing an eight pound, nine ounce baby out. Um, but they didn't even require any stitches or anything. So it was, it was really just a great moment. Um, he had this really long, dark hair. Um, and so the midwives did, um, kind of clean off his hair a little bit, but left everything on. And then they, they drew me a big bath, um, with all these herbs and everything. And it's just kind of soothe any inflammation and soreness and just kind of help me get centered and everything. But he was born at 111. And after all, you know, we got all settled and kind of cleaned up and stripped the bed and everything like that and got settled in and the midwives were leaving. It was like 3.30 or 4 in the morning. And we're like, wait a minute, who won, you know, the election? Because that was such a big divisive moment. Um, and it was kind of cool that, you know, we weren't worried about what was going on in the world. Like we had just, you know, we just had to let that go. And, and, and Adam and I just had this great experience as a family, you know, focus on our family and not on things that were literally out of our control. So that was our birth. It just felt so, um, it felt very redeeming. I, I remember some advice that a friend had given me a couple months before. Um, she had a couple home births, and she just said, have no expectations. And so I, I really tried to go into that, having no expectations. With Norday, I pushed for two hours. With Peter, I pushed for 15 minutes. So obviously, first baby versus second baby, sure. But I also think some of it was because I felt calm and safe and not rushed. And it was, it was hard, but it was possible and it felt redeeming and humbling and empowering. And I'm just, I'm really so grateful that I had that experience. So how did I actually come about deciding to uh, go through the home birth? Well, like I said, uh, my experience with um, giving birth, kind of going through that normal um, you know, practice with all the different uh, physicians and then having the hospital experience, it was very much less than optimal, very much so. Um, I will give a ca caveat. 
I am such a big believer that if you are pregnant and preparing for your birth, that you should only listen to positive birth stories. So I'm not going to tell you um, about my experience with Nora Day because I don't want to taint anything. I want you to totally focus on the wonderful experience, the peaceful experience, and the healthy baby that you are going to have at the end of this. Um, Now, I will say that obviously my story wasn't as, you know, it was not traumatic, but it was not ideal. And so I knew that I wanted to do something different. Fortunately, where I live, there is no middle ground. It's kind of all or nothing. It's either hospital or home birth. I probably would have um, gone more for a birthing center, just kind of have that happy medium. Uh, but that wasn't an option. So how I found my midwife is um, I have a couple pretty good friends of mine that had used this midwife um, as well and really just spoke so highly of her and just felt like she was so capable and competent and so well-versed in evidence-based birth with what the research is saying. Um, and so I, I really, I trusted them. And then I, when I interviewed her, um, you know, I really felt very confident in this decision. And I love the fact that she works very closely with a second midwife who attends all the births with her. They're kind of backup for each other. And then they work so much together. And they've worked together since the 90s. It just, it felt really great. Another really um, huge plus that was awesome is that she came to my house for my appointments. Like I sat on my own couch. I was able to, you know, pee in the cup in my own bathroom. Um, And that was great. Versus having to drive to the group and then sit in there and just kind of like be, you know, pushed through just like a number of my former experience. So I loved being able to have that personalized attention. She was always like feeling my belly and like listening to the baby. And we, I mean, my appointments are anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour every time she came. So I really got to spend a lot of time. We talked about um, pregnancy health and we talked about um, just a lot of things around that. I got my, you know, kind of my worries or my concerns answered. And I just felt very, very empowered with the whole situation. Um, As for cost, so with my husband's insurance at the time, our hospital birth and kind of all the little outlying things that come with that, I mean, that probably costs us, I don't have an exact number, but easily over $5,000 out of pocket. Um, And with the home birth out of pocket, our our midwife was about $3,300. And then we had some extra labs um, or, you know, the normal labs of pregnancy. I actually went to the lab to have like blood work drawn and things, but that was at a fraction of the cost. And then um, paying as well uh, for, for the assistant midwife as well. So, um, and then kind of all the supplies that I needed to buy, it was under 4,000. It was about 3,800 or so. Some of you are probably thinking, well, what would you have done if things, you know, took a turn, um, for the negative, well, I I told my midwife and I told my husband like I this is you know giving birth and and is really an important thing and obviously what you want out of it is to is to have a healthy baby and so your family can you know celebrate a joyous moment. So you know having a home birth, I had no agenda. I was not trying to make any kind of point. Um, for me, I said if if you know. If I if there are signs that something is not right, if we get a gut feeling, we will go to the hospital. We were 10 minutes from a hospital one way, and um, we were about uh, less than 20 minutes from the hospital that we gave birth with Nora Day at. So I just said, I'm fine. I will go to a hospital if I need to. Um, the great thing is I just I had literally a very healthy pregnancy besides puking my guts out for 20 weeks um, at the beginning. I have very healthy pregnancy. All of my numbers were great. My sugar was great. Um, no anemia, just n- nothing wrong at all. It was besides being really sick. I just had a textbook pregnancy. I gained about 
um, less than 30 pounds. I think it's like 28 pounds worth, Peter. And so everything was just looking good. And um, even through the contractions, you know, I my best advice is just really go with your gut. You know, giving birth is not about ego. Um, just really just go with your gut and make sure that you've picked a healthcare provider that you trust um, and and just be prepared to ha- have a wonderful birth experience. I think that if um, if I was feeling fear going into Peter's birth, I think that fear can kind of cascade some things to go negative. So I was all about only bringing in positive um, people to support my my uh, decision. I didn't tell a lot of people that I was having a home birth. And the people that I did tell, they were actually uh, mostly very supportive. So no one ever said anything negative. Um, but, you know, sometimes what people don't say is more telling. But overall, everyone was very, very supportive of me. So I just really try to keep in that positive mindset. You know, I have friends who have had the whole gamut of birth experience. I mean, hey, my my own sister is a labor and delivery nurse, and I'm pretty sure when she found out that I have a, had a home birth with Peter, she about, you know, croaked. <laughs> um, but, you know, here's my message to women. I just want you to uh, be able to feel supported, to be able to feel loved, to be able to feel confident and empowered, uh, to be able to feel heard, that your best interest and your baby's best interest is always, um, you know, number one priority. I know so many women, they are in tricky spots and they need an amazing team um, to really support her through that birth experience. And that is in a hospital setting. And I think that that is incredible. And I love and send like all of the, you know, high fives to the men and women that serve women and babies through the birth experience. It's the most, one of the most beautiful parts of life. My hope is that you just feel supported and respected and that you feel like you actually do have options. Um, and so I just want to be an advocate for women being able to have the birthing options that are right for them, right for their body, right for their baby, and right for their family. This is a little bit different episode today to have a little bit of story time. I hope that you enjoyed uh, reminiscing on little baby Peter's birth. If I missed anything or you have some additional questions, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, I feel passionate about just encouraging women um, wherever you're at to feel really confident and excited about your birth. Um, Of course, I used oils on myself um, after the birth in the healing process. I have an awesome spray that I use. um, And then, of course, supporting um, a baby Peter just really gently. I love Rose and Melissa in a rollerball and um, with frankincense as well on the feet. Just so great for that transition. Um, If you have any more questions about that, just email me again. It's Leah at smallqueendom.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to click that subscribe button. And hey, if you know a mama who is expecting maybe having a home birth or kind of weighing her options, I'd love for you to send this episode to her. All right, that's all I have for you today. Stay strong. Be kind. Bye-bye. Thank you.